0: Welcome back to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. Big news today. We have a brand new Jungle Alliance gym opening up on the Northern Rivers. This is going to be our second gym on the Northern Rivers, and this will be in Cabarita Beach, which is 45 to an hour north of Jungle Ballina, Tiora's gym. Um, And this is super exciting news, hot off the press. The lease for for this place only got approved... A few days ago Uh, so at the time of recording this episode it hadn't yet been confirmed Um, but this gym will be owned by Esther and Luke Mason and today's chat is with Esther so this was a chat that we had when her and Luke were in Sydney they came down um, they had some courses to do here we spent some time talking about their prospective uh, Jungle Alliance gym and uh, we had today's chat On the podcast, really, with the idea that the gym was going to go ahead. So things weren't consolidated yet, but we pretty much took it as, yes, this is happening. And so today's chat's really cool. We'll talk all about it. It's really cool to get uh, an insight into her experience um, on how it's been and, uh, you know, working with us and why the Alliance is attractive to her and her husband, who are, you know, really looking to start and run their own thing and build their own fitness community. Um, So, yes, Please enjoy the chat. I won't tell you any more about it. Let's just jump in. Before we jump into that, though, you need to know that we have our next Coaches Intensive coming up at the end of this month. It's the course for anyone who wants to be a world-class coach. So if you are currently working as a coach or a trainer, a group fitness instructor, or maybe it's just something that you are planning to work in down the track, you want to do this course, this is where we have distilled all of the key skill sets we believe A world-class coach has to possess and we do a deep dive into them over two days it's here at the gym it's facilitated by myself with guest presenters other coaches and leadership here at jungle botany Uh, it's open to anyone there are no prerequisites to enroll the dates are saturday and sunday 27th and 28th of may if you are interested in attending the course get in touch with me joey at junglebrothers.com and I'll put a link to that in the show notes and uh, let's have a chat and see if it's going to be the right course for you. I'd love to tell you more about it. It is also the entryway into the Alliance and you'll hear in the episode Esther talks about that was her first exposure to us. She came and did a coach's intensive sometime last year and now she's opening one of our gyms. Story has played out in a, in a beautiful way and very excited to see where that goes. Um, let's jump into it. <laughs> I'll do one I'll do one I wanted, separate.
1: I wanted to hear my rap sheet.
0: <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, f- not your first time podcasting. What have you what podcast have you spoken on before?
1: Oh, um, it was a, a long time ago actually, but there was a guy in I think it was Newcastle and he was running a gym called the Youth Academy and it was really cool. He really was dedicated oh, Do you know him? Young uh, guy? Nick Yeah Nick Mayer. Oh, where is he?
0: I met him. Um, I didn't know him well, but yeah. I met him a couple of times. Lovely guy.
1: i the nicest.
0: I believe, uh, I think he's, uh, uh, and I don't want to get this wrong, but I think his wife got cancer. Oh, you're kidding. And I think he was like, i, I got to focus on that. Yeah and I, I, yeah, I hope I didn't get that wrong because that's obviously a, a yeah. big deal but yeah it was something it was really sad yeah. I don't know how that how that went
1: because it just seemed like he was like so generous with his time and effort for kids and it was I just really admired what he was doing down there and then I'm pretty sure like might, COVID might have happened at a similar time and I then I just remember it just everything just I couldn't find him on socials or anything anymore so I was pretty um, sad. and I was really curious to see where he was so yeah
0: uh, damn shame. How, how did you end up? Because his gym was, the youth academy It was for like for mm, teenagers and yeah, stuff, right? For yep, kids. Yep. How did you get involved? Like
1: Just social media. Just social media. You're like, hey,
0: look, I know I'm like 30, but <laughs> can I come and train at your gym?
1: <laughs> Pretty please. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think honestly it came back to my time in the States and um, uh, my time at Onnit, Um
0: Dropped. Drop the names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we'll we'll get into that a bit more, but just that style of training, this was kind of, I don't know if you do follow hashtags, you're like, you know, hashtag functional strength training. Oh, uh,
0: I don't follow hashtags, now. Oh,
1: okay, well, this was kind of when In terms was,
0: of using hashtags as a way to navigate. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and no. you could subscribe or follow a hashtag, and then anything that comes up on that topic would come up in your feed, so... Um, yeah, we basically found each other that way, and okay. he was like, "Cool, I can't believe you're over there. I know you're from Australia," and we just kept chatting online, and then he just asked me to be on his podcast. So I was in, I was at a surf camp in um, Sumatra, I think, and so I did it on like a really dodgy internet connection, just on my laptop. Now, cool.
0: you are a like a like a, a hardcore networker, <laughs> like.
1: I don't. It just seems natural, though, right? With social media, it just seems that everybody's just so it, available. And it was
0: built for you. <laughs> this whole shit, like, I mean, just in the way that you connect with people. Yeah, it's uh, it's impressive.
1: I think, like, my mum was like super strict, so I remember I started online dating when I was like eighteen. I was like, well, as soon as I could get on the internet, I was like, oh, if you're not going to let me out of the house, I'm going to like leave via the internet. <laughs> and now I'm married.
0: Right on. Yeah. What was uh, – how old are you now?
1: Uh, 37 this year.
0: So what What did online dating look like when you were 18? Oh. Like it wasn't apps and shit. It was
1: – No, no. it was just websites like like RSVP and stuff like that.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: And I had no intentions of going on a date. I just wanted to communicate with people You were on online. there just
0: to connect with folks?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm an only child. So like, yeah, definitely wanted to
0: – And was – I connect. mean, there must have been a big – was it was naivety a big part oh, yeah. or were you like like did you know what the people other people were there for? And
1: uh, I think it was a little bit less like how it is now. Right. Like I think people were actually trying to like find love or connect and stuff. Or am I still naive? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm saying like no, yeah. no girl. So I met the guy at the thought. hotel room
0: <laughs> just to chat.
1: <laughs> it was just a seven eleven car park when I looked back. <laughs> No, look, I I do, I love the internet, I love how, I mean, it's it's obviously, it's super toxic in some ways, but um, for what I like to use it for, the way I like to connect and keep in touch, and even like friends from school, like I'm one of those people that is still friends with them via all that stuff, because, and I love that you can express yourself as well, like my stories is just my, it's just my brain digitified, is that a word, digitified? It is now. But, yeah, I just – I love it. I think it's a cool expression and I think it's – I just feel lucky that I'm a of an age or, like, a generation where I was pre-internet and now post-internet too. Like, I think, yeah, it's cool.
0: It's so refreshing because, yeah, like you said, there's obviously a, a real toxic side to it. Mm. But I think the default opinion of most of our people is, oh, it's fucked, you know. Mm. I'm so glad I grew up when, when we didn't have phones and stuff. And, and of course, there's – a bunch of things that have changed you know be- because of the technology that we now have um, but it's almost like people just don't don't acknowledge some of the good stuff that it's brought and and you know yeah you can you can really use social media and I mean even podcasting and stuff right like yeah. it's kind of all part of the same thing in many ways um, you can use it for to a really good effect yeah. if you kind of take that perspective with it
1: yeah I'm not like wanting to be like an influencer I think I'm actually the influenced when I think about it I'm like the one that's like you know I just love consuming the content and I know it can be an echo chamber and, and you get that confirmation bias from the stuff that comes through on your feed but I also think that it's cool to know that other people will share the same opinions and you can bounce ideas off like-minded people is that not like you know the the thing is that The people that are on there or the stuff that you're consuming reflects your interests. And I think that's cool and that's how we find people that, you know, that we can connect with across the world. So, yeah, it's cool. But, you know, within moderation too, you know.
0: Of course. How did you find – how did you connect with us initially? Because we – we connected when you came to our coaches intensive. Yeah. Which was, was that like late last year? October. October. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we were... Damn Shit, man, shit's moving I quick. I know,
1: it's fast. It's relative, right? Time is relative to your age. We're older, so things happen faster.
0: It's true, but I, th- I think you've done a lot, like we've progressed things a lot in that time mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, it's yes. not, you know, it's not like been sort of idly just drifting by.
1: No. No
0: how did, you, like, how did you get in that connection mm. with us?
1: So we were actually down here in, at Easter last year And Jits. my husband Luke, he um, does jiu-jitsu And we, that's what we've always travelled for, like jiu-jitsu Like going around and going to different gyms Like in Hawaii and just different places um, And so he wanted to come and check this out So I don't know how he connected with you But obviously probably through social media as well
0: Instagram, DM
1: Instagram, did he slide into yours? He did cute
0: yeah it was nice Uh, (laughs) send a message and then a picture of his his smiley no he didn't send a selfie
1: (laughs) not that kind of guy No, he's definitely not (laughs) that kind of guy um but yeah so then we we came up here with um our daughter as well and you guys had a little bit of a roll up here i don't know if it was like easter monday or something like that and that was really it that was the end of it and then um, so that was like a year ago to last weekend yeah that's right and then um as you know i run a gym up in Pottsville and I was just feeling super I don't know just super devo and sort of in a victim I want to say a victim mentality that sounds a bit extreme but I was just really frustrated with um, my team essentially if I'm going to be honest and not with them as people, but I was just frustrated with our dynamic in the workplace. Um, I felt like I was a barking, harping sort of mum. I, I might not have been, but that's just how I was. I was sick of the sound of my own voice, essentially. Yeah. Okay. I was sick of driving all of the ideas and programs and just anything, any, any. I know as as I was running the business, that was my job was to you know to do that, to push it in whatever direction, but I, I just really wanted more from them. And so at first I was, again, like frustrated at them, for lack of a better term, but then I sort of just took a step back and just sat there in it and sat in this discomfort and thought, what can I do? What can I do to to bring them to meet me halfway? And I was telling Luke about this and he mentioned that you guys were doing a coaches intensive So I just looked at the little post on Instagram. That was it, like I had no context about this place. And I was like, yep, that sounds, I think it was the finger, like you were pointing your finger at the camera, like you, you, you. And I was like, that's me, he's pointing to me. (laughs) It was was really effective. And so I came down, like I just booked it. It was really quick, booked it and came down and spent two days with you. And I actually remember I, I came in on Friday morning And Paulie was training, and I had no idea who was who in the gym. Okay. So Paulie comes up to me, he's like, Oh, hey, how's it going? I was like, Oh, yeah, good, man. And he was like, Oh, you know, just trying to be like welcoming, but I just thought he was like some dude that trained here. So I was (laughs) like, Oh, where are you from? Like, where where, do you live around here? And was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really so offstandish with him. I was like, I'm just here to see Joey. Okay. I'm just here to see Joey. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Anyway, I. Over the weekend, I found out who he was and I saw him back on Monday. I felt so bad. I was like, poorly, my God. But he was super chill about it. <laughs> but yeah, so just, to, I just didn't know who anyone was. Um, but everyone was so awesome like the trainers, facilitators, the coaches. Um, everyone was just so cool. And I just felt like super, like super happy straight away. I felt like I just met a whole bunch of people that were my vibe and that were, like on fire and energized about their job as a coach, and that's why I was like, "This is what I mean. Like, this is the culture that I that I'm seeking. Whether it's and I, you know, again in my time and on it, it was like that. There was huge culture, huge community. Without saying the word cult, um, and, that, and that's <laughs> it's kind in of, I <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I felt being here. I just felt instantly um, just welcomed. And so that was it. Like we um spent those two days together and heaps of stuff came up for me that I wasn't expecting.
0: Some tears weren't there.
1: Such a crybaby. Such a crybaby. Like not even a crybaby, but such a crybaby. Like what? It can what? be an <laughs> emotional event. I don't
0: you weren't the only one to bring tears to the to the table, I'm Pedro. sure. Pedro.
1: Pedro? Yeah. He was yeah. Did he bring some tears? He started me off because he was, like, saying all this good shit he was going to do with his money. He was going to, like, help people and shit. And yeah. I was like, you kidding, man? Like, I just want a G class. I don't know what this is about, you know? <laughs> he's he's golden. That boy is golden. <laughs> but, yeah, he started me off. And, yeah, again, you just ask some pretty hard-hitting questions. They might not have been intended that way, but it really evoked a lot of emotion and a lot of questions in myself about what I was doing with my time on the planet. And, um, yeah i remember at the end of the presentation you were like jungle Pottsville," and i was like oh damn what (laughs) (laughs) but anyway off the back of that took everything i learned and went back to the gym that i'm at and started coaches development in our gym and just huge it's just so huge as far as how much more i understand their motivations and it's so varied across every trainer they've got all these different ideas about what they want to do with their time and they've got um different goals and different dreams whether it's travel or you know things about their family or courses they want to do and so we've been addressing that each week and trying to reverse engineer how they can meet those dreams and goals by being efficient effective and motivated with their time in the gym with us right on even if it does mean losing them down the track, it doesn't matter. It means they're going to be inspired and yeah, just switched on and, and yeah, just happy and positive to be in our workspace. So they they weren't expecting it either. And they've all, at first it felt like, what are we doing? But then they all came back to me individually after and they're like, I'm loving this. Um, You know, I, at first it was difficult, but now I can see the value of it. And I just feel like we're getting to know you better. And, yeah, so it's been really amazing, um, amazing way to connect. Because we're a small gym too, so you constantly are just – it's like you open the gym and then you close the gym. You're like, I don't even know what the fuck happened today. Like it's just so chaotic and everyone's running around, doing their classes, doing their clients, cleaning the toilet, cleaning the dumbbells that we we don't get enough time to just sit down and reflect and – yeah, that's what we, – we do it every Friday at 12 o'clock after the rush and, you know, before everyone goes home for the weekend. We sit out there in the pool area for an hour, go through everyone's goals, go through their actionable items that they set the week before, see how they're going with those. Even if they didn't hit it, it doesn't matter. It just means that they know what they're meant to be doing and just reschedule it for the week after. So it's just a weekly reflection. And then from that, they go home for that on the weekend and plan how they're going to attack that the week after they might get it done on the weekend or they might just use that time to sort of like brainstorm how they're going to promote that thing or do that pricing or structure that program for kids or whatever it might be so um yeah it was amazing it was a really awesome um course that you put on and yeah I'd really recommend it like because I don't I don't think you started it for people from the outside to come in, did you?
0: No, it was it was originally intended for to prepare our newer coaches or people who want to become a coach here mm. to you know step into that role. Um, and it just evolved into a thing that's kind of like a leadership course, really. Yeah. When I think about it, and that's and that is what I think coaching is. Mm. You know, it's it's like I think if you look at any great coach, and then you just change that and think are they also a great leader they usually are like they have those same sort of capacities that you would that you would sort of assign to a great leader um so yeah it it changed into that whole thing and now it's you know it is part of being in the alliance but it's also something that i feel very happy to kind of share with whoever because it's like it's whatever like it's not earth shattering stuff right Mm. like that we're telling you that we were kind of telling you to do like what you're talking about there going back and creating a time and a space for your coaches to reflect and to share shared and yeah. like it's pretty basic really mm. but it's often what it takes because business is so fucking busy yeah. that you kind of need someone to tell you hey you, you should do these specific things and it's going to make your team perform better yeah what was you know in that regard do you, would you would it be fair to say that is it just making a time and space for the team, mm-hmm. is that really what the pivotal thing was? Yeah. Did you previously have that time no. and space? Right. No. So it's not necessarily what you were discussing so much, but it's like, hey, we create a container mm-hmm. for this and it happens every week. Yeah. And then from that, good stuff has come.
1: And we don't talk about anything operational. We don't talk about spray and wipe. We don't talk about, you know, cleaning the dumbbells. Right We on. only talk about them as coaches and people what their motivations, goals and dreams are and what they're doing this week or in the next seven days to get them closer to that goal. Uh, okay? That's cool. So like anytime um, anyone's wanted to bring up a gripe, well, like, that's operational. You can throw that on Slack. We can discuss that on there as far as like no one put the bins out, whatever. That's just not, that's not valuable use of this time. Right. This time is only about their goals that they have set, that they've told me about or they've updated the goals because they can change, right? Oh, I tick that off, I've done it now. And that's what's been awesome. This happened in October and they've all hit like several goals, whether it's personal or professional, with with this new um, focus on it, right? Whereas before they just turn up, turn up, go home, whatever, yeah. you know? So that structure is quite strict in, in when I'm facilitating it. Um, it's just about them. They're the ones that are talking to me. So that was, that's the biggest thing. And I guide them and ask them questions and, and prompt them. But they're the ones that talk the whole time. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Mm. It's so cool to hear. Yeah, I think you were the – you're like the uh, – not the first gym manager or gym owner that's come to the course, but you're the first sort of person that came specifically like, hey, I've got a team that I manage and I want them to perform better, or I want the team to perform better. Um, so I'm coming to the course to kind of, mm. you know, yeah. take away what I can for that. You're the first to do that. And I, yeah, it's cool. Mm. Cool to know that it's paid off in a way. Yeah. Um, tell me where Pottsville is, like, for, for folks listening.
1: So Potty is just north of Byron, so, like, 20 minutes north of Byron, 20 minutes south of the border. South of Queensland, Queensland border. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Tweed Coast, um, you know, super beautiful beaches, you know, super lush, coastal lifestyle. It's just, it's where everybody, you know, really wants to be. And um, it is changing, like everyone from Sydney is moving up and Melbourne. So yeah, properties through the roof, Um, you know, there's a lot more fancy cars driving around than there (laughs) used to be. Like it used to be a lot of just work trucks or whatever, and now there's a lot of Mazes and Porsches and oh, just, wow. yeah, totally, totally yeah. big changes in in the area at the moment. But I welcome it. Love gentrification. <laughs> Gentrify me.
0: Girl, that G Wagon's going to fit right <laughs> yeah, in. <that's> it. <laughs> uh,
1: no, it's cool. It's a cool place. I love it. We're obviously about an hour north of T's gym in Ballina. Right. So that's cool. It's cool to be able to go down and visit him every now and then. Um, but yeah, it's kind of in that way it's a little bit of a hidden secret so there's not a lot of businesses in that whole area just as a whole um,
0: where do people go for stuff like you know if you're like where do people go for I don't know the businesses that you yeah, yeah try, like
1: probably oh. Tweed so right. yeah up on the border there if they want to go to like Target or Kmart or whatever we've still got like a Woolies and a Ka- and, uh, Coles like sort of 10-15 minutes up the road um, but it's weird like when you're there you don't you don't need anything you know we still you know we still got the news agency and iga and sushi and all that sort of stuff but um yeah it's it's a super like lifestyle location but i don't feel isolated
0: you've been to uh pizza shop there is it garden pizza yes so I was talking to my boy, Pillin this morning, yeah. who's actually on an episode, I don't know, four, and he's like, oh, my friend Jacopo owns that.
1: Really? He's like asking yeah. if they know
0: him. Do you I know him?
1: I went up to the pizza restaurant when they were out the front. Like, they, ju- they hadn't even opened yet. They were just finishing off the front. And it was him and he's like, beautiful girlfriend, wife, I'm not sure, gorgeous. And I was like, oh, my God, when are you guys opening? And it was like, they were opening in two or three days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then we went straight away. And it was awesome. Awesome pizza, like traditional style. I think I got like a mushroom pizza and Luke got a margarita. It was, yeah, really, really nice and just awesome vibe because they've got a little garden – garden pizza. Nice. It's a little garden off to the side courtyard and you can bring your own drinks and, yeah, so pizza and BYO, which is, which is fun, yeah. That's cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was like, man, that's the spot in Pottsville.
1: Yeah. Actually, so, can I – the owner before him though. Yeah. He – stitched me up i remember i did all this stuff for him on his mobile phone like because i used to work for telstra and was like oh, i can't do this thing with my apple iphone password my apple password so i had to reset everything for him. it took me honestly like 35 minutes right because were
0: you on the street no, just doing this shit
1: <laughs> i was in the gym right in the gym and i just like stopped what i was doing and helped this guy with his phone and then he was like you come down and you come and get a pizza i was like all right sounds good and then I said oh actually I messaged him I was I actually can't come tonight I'll come in a couple of weeks is that okay and he was like yeah that's no problem and I was like okay cool and then I went there and I ordered the pizza and I found that there was like an off-menu pizza that like ticked all the boxes I think it had like pork and fennel sausage on it and like some other cool stuff that wasn't on the menu and I was like I want this special pizza and he was like sweet and then he was like 27 dollars
0: <laughs> and
1: he charged me for the pizza. Oh my god. And it wasn't
0: the staff ma- it was him that charged you. It was him that charged me. What a dog.
1: Such a dog. <laughs> Honestly. And like
0: no like
1: No, dude. This guy, yeah, no.
0: No, like, oh I took I knocked a few dollars off for you. No,
1: nothing, dude. He asked me if I wanted to buy a tiramisu as well. Wow. <laughs> What a guy. So I'm glad someone nicer is, you know, in charge of that pizza place. Did you pay and then, hey, can I just get your phone
0: back for a sec? I know. Just fuck up all the settings.
1: Dude, he was like – he Ding. his yeah. password – I mean, it's changed now, but his password was like his ex's name and he had to go through all the stuff. He had to, like, tell me about his breakup. I was like, dude, he took up a lot of emotion and energy from me that day. But anyway, poor guy.
0: That's funny, isn't it? Do you think he just couldn't not take the money when it was – that when it was there when it's like ah I should give this to her for free but it's $27 no. or do you think that he forgot
1: look he's done other things to other people I know since then like personal trainers hasn't paid them
0: right so just he's stuff like that
1: dodgy one of those dodgy fucks with money yeah. <laughs> he knows who he is
0: tell me um you mentioned On It. Mm. So, the, this is a big gym over. Is it in Texas?
1: Yeah, Austin, Texas. Austin,
0: Texas. If you ever listen to Joe Rogan, you'll know all about it. Yeah. It was a business that he was involved in. Yeah. How did you end up going over there and spending time in that part of the world?
1: This is actually so, this just so crazy. Like, we, me and Luke, were in Caratha, which is in northern WA, working in the mines. Well, it's not the mines, it's the ports, but I was in recruitment, hated this job, dude hated this job but I used to have to drive out to mine sites you know it'd be like a four-hour round trip and um so I would listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and I remember just being there on my own being like if I ever meet this guy like I'm gonna tell him that I used to like drive through the desert listening to your podcast and that was it anyway that job hated it so much like literally was like, I just want to – I don't want to like – yeah, anyway. So Luke was like, look, I've saved up a bit of money. Let's just go to Thailand for a Muay Thai camp. Let's just get out of here. So our lease was ended. So we went over to Tiger Muay Thai in Phuket and we did two months over there. Ooh. And Roger – I don't know if he's still there, but Roger Huerta was a coach there at the time.
0: One of the most handsome men to ever do it in the UFC.
1: My God. I think he was the first – First UFC guy on Sports Illustrated or something like that.
0: Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see him fight a lot, but I just remember, wow, damn, that dude's handsome.
1: So, such a babe. Anyway, we actually had this thing, like, because he would, like, high-five me. Like, whenever I'd see Roger, he'd offer me a high-five, and I would always miss it. Luke was, dev- he's like, can you just stop with a high-five? Like, stop trying to high-five Roger Huerta. I'm like, he starts it. He's like, you just don't. Just give him a peace sign. Like, forget about it. So anyway, but I saw him one day and he had this other babe, obviously a babe on the back of his scooter. And I was like, who's that girl? Anyway.
0: I bet she can high-five him real good. <laughs> Fucking clean connection every time.
1: Oh, my God. But we, um, we had like a – Luke had a jiu jitsu session there and I came to watch, just wanting to watch, no big deal. And that girl came over across the mats to me. And she was like, hey, I'm Whitney do you want to roll with me? And I'd literally never done jiu-jitsu before. And I was like, look, okay. So I did. She – it's its so embarrassing. Like, she completely wiped me up. And I, it's on YouTube, actually, one of her, like, day in the life ofs. is her just, like, absolutely killing me. And um, it was Whitney Miller. And so she – we went for breakfast, all this stuff, and it turns out that she was actually Aubrey Marcus's girlfriend at the time. Right.
0: Big podcaster, another guy in that whole scene in Texas, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, huge. Obviously um, started on it with Joe Rogan and then um, he's got a fit for service situation now, sort of like a leadership thing that he does. Um, But yeah, so she said, yep, you should come to the States and you can – you know come to austin come meet joe all this stuff and i was like what are we even talking about like this is crazy and so she came to bali with us we spent another month in bali with her and then we ended up staying in bali like for another six months or something and that was it so that was it she went home whatever and then the next um new years we went to la and we met them in L.A. And Aubrey was like, do you want to go to Joe's show tonight? Joe's doing a, a New Year's comedy special with uh, Joey Coco Diaz, Ari Shafir, Duncan Trussell. Do you guys want to come? And I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't even understand what's happening right now. So we go there. This is my first time in the States. Back in Carrethra, I used to drink double tequilas, double tequila, double shot tequila lime and sodas. So I'm at this comedy show ordering double shot tequila lime and sodas and in the states it's 50 mils a single shot is 50 mils in Australia is 30 mils so I'm drinking 100 mils of tequila every drink and when it's just crazy so I was so hammered and then Aubrey's like do you guys want to come backstage and so I'm there absolutely shit-faced looking at Joe Rogan and I just can't believe it. So I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And Joe's like, hey, I heard that you guys work in the mines and um, your husband like does really long hours, um, you know, and he goes, I have a friend that's a firefighter. He does these really long hours. I can't even really understand what Joe's saying. I'm so smashed. And I was like, no, no, like, fuck, no, are we on the podcast right <laughs>
0: now? How many hours has it been? And
1: I was like, no, no, Joe, no, Joe, Listen. He doesn't do any of that. He just checks the air cons in the dongers. Not dick dongers, not dicks. These are dongers. They're like little houses in at the mines. They're not dicks though. And Joe's like, oh my God. He's like, just stop. <laughs> He's like, just stop. He goes, hey, do you want to come downstairs? We'll have a drink. It's all good. And I was like, and Luke was just like, are you serious? Like, can you not? I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will not talk to Joe Rogan anymore. <laughs> so I just went over and like spoke to Ari Shafir for a bit and it was just it was just crazy I just didn't know what I was doing there but but Joe did say to me he goes are you going to come to the gym are you going to come and hang out at Onnit and I was like what he goes if you are a trainer you need to come and hang out at the Onnit gym in Texas like you'll just love it and I was like well fuck if Joe Rogan tells you to go to Austin Texas and that's what you do so me and Luke got married in February, and then come, I think it was July, I went and did three months solo in Austin, Texas at the uh, gym. So
0: this, so you didn't go there on that same trip? No. You came home? Came home, right?
1: and yeah, then went back. And yep, just hung out with Aubrey. They put me up in the house, in a, like in a condo downtown, and we just hung out there for three months in the gym, just connecting with like... All the trainers, like Primal soldier, <laughs> all the classics. <laughs> and, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. It was like a wonderland for adults, you know, like with the supplements and the smoothie bar. It's just a dream gym, you know. It's really cool.
0: And what, what were you doing? Were they running some kind of course that you are enrolled in?
1: Yeah, well, they did do... Weekend courses similar to yours, but different, you know, whether it was a battle ropes course or a kettlebell course or their foundations course. And so I did a few of those, and then I did like a long term. Course where I caught up with Isik, who was like the Steel Mace guy there. Isik, yeah, like Korean ninja dude. And um, I would, I'd see him maybe three times a week, and I did that for six weeks so that I could get like super, yeah, honed in on Steel Mace. So that was kind of my specialty when I left.
0: Right. Yeah. And so those those courses, I'm just interested, kind of thinking about, you know, stuff that we could do. Yeah. Are those courses like? Some kind of certification or point Or is it yeah. just like Hey here's a skill set Here's someone that knows A bunch of shit about it Come and learn more Or is it preparing you for something You're getting some kind of Qualification off.
1: Well it? look When you s- It's not like CEC's over here You know Like it's not actually gonna You know Solidify your You know qualification as a trainer but it is it's just like you want to have like the full deck of cards you want to have the whole on it sort of collection of courses you know but the actual quality of the courses like it was coach john wolf that was running them like he is epic like he was such a good facilitator and an awesome coach um and i learned so much like when i was over there and basically you know put me in really good stead for all my programming when i got back like just how to you know just how to Sort of like how you guys here like make sure people are doing the basics the Very very basics perfectly Rather than like Oh you can't do like a really cool push up first Like just keep trying Just keep yeah. trying on the full one Like they would take it all the way down to that first level And then build you up from there Which is you know pretty basic now But at that time when I was I'd only been a trainer for like a year at that point That was really beneficial for me
0: Yeah
1: um, And Steel Mace was obviously like super unique course So that was cool Um, And then even just from that, just like this course here, I just got to connect with a bunch of really cool people from like around the world um, that I'm still like friends with now through social media. Actually, Dan Henderson came over while I was there. Oh, no. Yeah, he was there and he did um, a weekend there doing, I think it was like uh, DeFranco's. It was like an NFL training academy. Yeah, he had like a little training academy in there. Um, which meant there was heaps of NFL players that came through when I was there. But, yeah, Dan did, like, a couple of sessions there and we went out for, like, tacos or whatever.
0: Awesome. He's cool. He's a cool guy. He trained with us for a little while here. Yeah, he's Lovely really dude. cool.
1: I was, he was probably the first guy I ever did a course with. At, after my Cert 3 and 4, he was the first guy I ever did a course with and it was battle ropes.
0: Right, that he was facilitating. Yeah. Well, yeah he was F- doing FTI, that- is yeah. it? Is that his yeah. business?
1: And then I did training for Warriors as well. Martin oh, Rooney. Martin Rooney, yep. Yeah, I
0: saw they did an event recently yeah. and Martin was out.
1: Yeah. So it, it's cool, like, because in the industry when you're with other coaches, I find that everyone's kind of, like, a bit diluted in a way. Whereas when you go to these courses, you find, like, really amplified characters and personalities that you can sort of, like, I don't know, that energi- energy is co- sort of, like, cont- contagious and you absorb that and you come back to your facility with, like, just new, yeah, new vibrancy. And so I, I love going to them. I love meeting those people that are, like, super, you know, excited and stoked about their field.
0: It's interesting you say that, yeah, that, that thing about the dilution, the, the, the impression that it's kind of diluted. Do you think that's sort of because, say, going back to the social media thing where you're kind of connecting and following, like, a lot of people in fitness and so you, you're sort of getting exposed to, like, a lot of high-level movements and ideas and concepts that so much so that it just becomes a bit like I don't know it, you almost you, you don't connect with it as much
1: well I think I think in social media it's hard to say because I haven't met everybody on the end of those accounts but those people to me seem pretty like ignited about what they're doing for them to be sharing that content having enough confidence in what they're doing to film themselves and put that stuff out on the internet i mean more so like within businesses within fitness businesses within gyms and things like that i think some people they just lose a bit of spark or they sort of don't want to stick out too much i don't know if it's like a generational thing but i just want to just keep it keep it basic like keep it keep it low key you know and um And that's even Americans, you know Like I love going over there And and being with like really loud over the top Um, That's your people Well, I think people get it wrong Like especially with Texans They're so hospitable Like I never I would go out and start a tab And then and I'd, like, have all intentions to pay for my own drinks. And then I'd get to the end of the night and they're like, all your drinks have already been paid for. Like, you don't need to pay for anything. Who's like, paying for this shit? Just everyone at the bar. Anyone you had. They're like, I'll pay for her drink. I'll pay for her drink. Like, they'll, they're they just always – and, like, I was – like I said, Aubrey was putting me up. But even if it wasn't him, all my friends were like, come stay with me. Come stay with me. Like, they just have you in their home in, like, an instant. An instant. And – uh, yeah, so I think um people have it wrong sometimes about Americans and Canadians. Like I, I just I love their energy and I love I love it.
0: Yeah, I on to that I don't um I totally agree. Like mm. I the all of the people that I met travelling in the States and Canada, like well, not every single one of them, but the majority of people were really cool. Yeah. But I do think in terms of energy they're um we're a bit more uh we have a bit more suppression here Mm. you know we kind of we don't outwardly promote ourselves we're not as forthcoming with things yeah you know we 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 have our own ways of expressing ourselves but i think we we have a bit of like almost cultural inhibition Mm. um which we would so when we see their stuff it's really like oh man they're so over the top and they're Mm -hmm. so loud yeah you know and and it's like well yeah or maybe they're just not holding back with whatever mm. the shit they want to say or the stuff they believe in
1: yeah and I love that like I just think in a way life is too short like say it say it be about it you know just express yourself you don't need to yell you know but like just just be proud of the things you like you know I was talking to JT downstairs like I'm at an age and we're all at an age now where we can just say like I like NSYNC, like I just like it I like it, okay (laughs) I don't want to play like cool music anymore I just want to play the shit that I like Like when I came in here, you guys had like I mean it's Missy Elliott, it's like way more gangster than anything I used to listen to But like I love that we can just listen and jam out to the songs that we genuinely like We don't have to pretend anymore, you know I was And I was explaining to him that I had like a Dawson's Creek CD a soundtrack and I was like trying so hard to like the songs because I was like, it's Dawson's Creek. Everyone else loves Dawson's Creek. I need to love Dawson's Creek music, you know? <laughs> like, I tried so hard in my teens and 20s to fit in and as soon as I started to just be myself, like all of a sudden I just met people that loved me for who I was and I was like, oh, wow, I can do this? And yeah, it's just weird, like why we why do we hold back what what are we scared of when we could actually find people that like love us for who we really really are you know that's cute that was really cute of me it's cool (laughs) message
0: I like that so on that do you feel like a place like Pottsville which is small town right coastal town is it big enough for you you know, just going off like your energy and and you know being in the states and all that, and then it's mm-hmm. like and now you live you know in this in this place and you have your you know like I, I feel like since having a child, my life has gotten smaller in a really good way. Yeah, you know, my partner and I often refer to our little life together, where sure. it's like things are real simplified now. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like does that hit the mark for you, or are you like no? Nah, I'm one day I'm going to have to break break out and like get back into the world kind of thing.
1: Well, um. I, I, like I said before, I don't feel isolated there, but maybe there's something to feeling like, you know, one of the bigger fish in the pond. Like, I like I like that. I love – because it feels like a sense of community. It feels like we can be more cohesive. Like, when I walk around Pottsville, like, it's hello every 30 seconds. Like, I love that. It's, you know – Uh, even if in the
0: fucking city just avoid eye contact
1: that's right so if i was here even when i'm walking around here today i'm like way too expressive yeah like i'm walking down to bix to get a coffee and i'm just i was i thought i was gonna be late so i like paid and then grabbed my toast that had a bit of bacon on it and i kept eating it as i was like leaving the cafe and everyone's like what is she doing like why is she being so extra you know (laughs) but i liked it like i like i like being friendly, even to strangers and Pottsville's full of strangers sometimes because of the holidays, we get lots of people coming in and when you say hello to them, they're like, whoa, but then they immediately say hello back because like, it these feels country good. country girls are different. <laughs> but it feels good. It feels good to connect and especially when it is a stranger because you're like, they're not fucking going to see me again, you know. They're going to be like, that fucking girl said hello to me. Like, it says more about them, you know. So, no, I like it. I like that it's a small town. And we were in Caratha before this, right? So that was a small town too, like a small, you know, iron or gas town. And I felt the same there. It was cool to know everyone. I used to work in the gym and manage a cafe. So it was all about, yeah, just connecting every day with people. Whereas the city, I feel a little bit, you know, um, I feel underwhelming here in a way.
0: Right. Mm. Maybe you need to be extra, extra when you're in the big smoke.
1: <laughs> Botany's cool though. I like it here. It's like
0: I don't think you're underwhelming in the city. You yeah, don't think so? No. Just just so you know my 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 thought on that. <laughs> no, not at all. No, you're a big you're you got big energy even here.
1: Oh, that's cool. I yeah. like it. It was cool to come back today. You know, like I, when I walked in, Chloe was there, JT was there, Kyron was there, Ash was there, and I was like instantly like running and give everyone a cuddle. It just felt cool to like reconnect. You know, after yeah. being. like since I left, following everyone, commenting on everyone's socials and then to – nothing beats being in person again, you know. So it's cool.
0: Um, So can we talk on your – the plan, Mm. which is for you to take the jungle to your end of town. Mm -hmm. Um, The working title that got thrown around in the early early stages was Jungle Pottsville, but you've been looking elsewhere. Yeah. Can you just give us an overview of what's happening there?
1: Yeah, so when when I had the course here and then you said that, it like obviously evoked a lot in me and went back and spoke to Luke. Like we had always wanted to do our own thing and it, it had so many ideas. It had so many renditions and names and vibes. And um, when I came back and said that, you'd said that just off the cuff, it just we instantly just kept talking about it and kept, you know, hypothesizing and then so there was an empty shop front in Pottsville that we sort of had our eye on and it was pretty good um, but that got taken off the table recently And so a little bit further up the road at Cabarita Beach, there was a burger shop, which I loved. It was called Reader's, which only took me six months to realise that was short for Cabarita's, (laughs) Reader's Burgers. Um, They unfortunately shut down recently, so a space has become available um, and it just seems perfect. Like T came in and had a look with us uh, two days ago and he was like, dude, this is like ticking way more boxes than any other space I've seen. So yeah, we're sort of just in chats with the owner... Of that building at the moment The neighbours are really cool Um, So that's That's what's the most up to date information Um, But yeah Just trying to get All the other stuff happening Things like entities Budget Equipment list um, Just trying to navigate the actual business side of it Not just like the feel good stuff You know Like you can just start a Facebook page But like it's way more than that
0: Dude we got business cards We're good to go
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's do it. Um, yeah, so that's that. Yeah, it's like all happening, but it just has to happen at its own pace. Um, and the unique thing about where we are, there's just is not a lot of commercial property. So that's been the biggest challenge. It's not like just here where you can just find another warehouse and get going. Like the biggest hurdle is finding um a space at all, let alone the right space. So that's why this space that has come up is just it's wildly appropriate. And it's just it's perfect. It's Bessel Blocks. It's got that industrial feel. It's got the concrete floors. It's big and open. It um and it's like I don't know, like a twenty second walk to the beach. Like That's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah.
0: So, this would be to, to 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 clarify if this goes ahead, this would be mm. Jungle Cabarita Beach.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? That's Does that the, sound good? Fucking know. <laughs> maybe Cabarita Beach is a bit of a mouthful. It with, is a bit. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe you just, uh, well, whatever you call it, it always ends up getting called something else. Yeah, like true. this place has always been called JB. JB, right. You know, by people who didn't, you know, some people would say Jungle Brothers or Jungle Botany. Mm. Um, but yeah, so in that way, so I think about that would be like JC. You know, rather
1: Because there's a Cabarita here. There's been instances where I've had online shopping sent here. There's a Cabarita in well, Sydney.
0: There's a is it is it Cabarita or is it yeah. Cabrita?
1: No, oh, I don't know. But there's I, Cabarita Beach where we are. But then there's Cabarita here in the CBD, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it's near where I used to where I grew up as a kid. Maybe it is Cabarita as well. Yeah. Anyway, fuck those guys. <laughs> um. Tell me what, like, so. And I, I want to I dig into this a little bit because you, you're not going ahead with anything just yet. I think that's in, like we're all pushing forward like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is happening. But mm. if, if this space doesn't go ahead, if you don't get it, mm. then it's kind of like back to the drawing board yeah. and then it's like, all right, we'll wait till we find the next thing. Assuming it does though, what for someone who had their own thoughts about opening a gym, so you said it had a whole bunch of different renditions, different names, vibes, all that sort of stuff. Mm. How... Just talk to me about what it was like then to settle on our thing. For us to go, hey, well, this is what we can help you with and this is what the vibe would be and this is what it would be called and stuff Mm. and it would be yours. But tell me – talk to me about that.
1: I think ultimately – not ultimately, but I think one of the biggest things was like being able to link arms with someone um, that you connected with, that the vibes were good, but that you – Yeah, I really wanted to vibe with someone that was going to support us because um, I think I've always been, like, a bit of a workhorse where I'm, like, I'm the manager. Like, it's your business and I will run it for you and I will turn up and I'll put all my efforts into it. But it always sort of sat with someone else to, to, you know, ultimately make those big decisions, okay? So I had a little bit of self-doubt in my own decisions, I guess. So um, with alliance, it just felt like you guys were just there to support me, you know, and there's an investment attached to that. But what what the investment is, is support. It's not like licensing where just whatever, just bullshit and branding. It's support, especially in these early stages where we're trying to navigate the not so fun stuff. You guys were going to show us what you know and the mistakes that you made so that we wouldn't have to do that so that's a huge thing that's going to be apparent right now in this process but um also the programming and like the networking between the other gyms I mean I'm not obviously involved in these other franchises but I don't feel like there's a lot of connection between the different branches of these different things like like F forty five yeah. or whatever. Like do they have like a little F forty five day where they connect or do they like go hang out with each other? I've never heard of it, you Strangely,
0: know. Strangely it, it doesn't seem like they do. Like no. the, the community thing's not really big.
1: Whereas here it feels like between five dock and Paulie being there and here, um, uh, teamer, sort of, you know, being up at Ballina and doing workshops, like even that, I was like, cool, Luke, so we're going to do an exchange program where the coaches are going to all come up one by one and they're going to stay in our house in Potty and they're going to come and do some coaching, right? That's and then, a fucking cool you know, idea. So it's like a, it's like a, a little holiday for the coach. A little holiday for them, a little, and then we can promote them and they can have a, a spot and then maybe one of them goes, I want to be here, I want to be here with you guys. So, um yeah so I just love that like what other place have you got that where you've got actual coaches being you know grown elsewhere um at HQ for lack of a better term and then you know you've got access to them or you can just bounce off them or yeah have them come visit so there's just this huge networking that's happening and collaboration between the different branches so that to me was like so cool you know um programming that's super cool too because, yeah, like back to that dilution thing, sometimes we know that the basics work, right, but sometimes they, they get a little bit boring, you know, so it's cool to be able to see, oh, yeah, that's how, you know, that's how Karen's doing that or, you know, that's how Ryan's doing it, you know, so just cool things like that where we can get a bit of a refresh regularly on, on different cool things. Um, and, yeah, the community thing, I think – sometimes with gyms it's just you have a membership and you go and and that's it like some people have a workout partner some people meet their existing friends at the gym for a class but here it really feels like people are it's not just about the workout they stick around after they come in early they come in for the weekend stuff they might meet up to watch the UFC all that sort of stuff you know and that's what I really want I want to create a place where people are it is – like it's a big community where we actually want to hang out outside of sweating it out, you know. want to sweat it and kick it, you know. So
0: You were going to say family, weren't you?
1: I don't want to say I don't want to say that, man. The I whole
0: thing is, right, like even saying community and stuff in relation mm. to a gym these days, it's kind of cliche.
1: Yeah, because it's also bullshit. Like they say it and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you know? everyone does. Like what does that mean? Like you're just going to do like a – a fire relief workout and now you're a community. I don't know. It's just bullshit where I wanted wanted somewhere where we can actually talk about the stuff that we love outside of the workout and like, hey, I'm interested in that thing. Do you want to do that together? Or maybe we should all get a group together and go make our own pottery mugs instead of buying them for $10 from Kmart. Let's spend $180 on a course and then wait six (laughs) weeks for it to come. Does that sound cool? Sounds cool to me. Let's do it, you know just northern rivers things you know (laughs) um but yeah that's what i want i want to, and i think this is why i was getting so emotional in the courses because that's what i want like i want to be part of that so i was like fuck like let's just make it like let's make the place where i want to come you know so yeah that's i guess that's why it's been so natural and easy um to sort of come around to these decisions in such a short amount of time. It just seems natural and um, just speaks to what me and Luke want long-term, you know.
0: So cool, man. Mm. Yeah, we're so we're so chuffed on it. I What you just said then about wanting the place that you wanted to come to, that was one of the very first things we said about the gym that we built. Not this one, but the first one down the road. Yeah. Was that we want to build the gym that we want to train at. You know, And it was kind of, you know, we said we want to attract the people that want to do the kind of shit, like do the same shit that we want to do. And you know why that's a little bit of a cop-out because that doesn't necessarily, that's not a marketing strategy, right? Like, But in terms of like what's an intention, like the kind of place you want to build, that's fucking cool. And where I think like, where I think the, the franchise thing, which is obviously an, an, an alternative to say what we're offering, where I think that really falls short for people like us is that it's not honest. Like it's not. Sometimes it is, but most of the time, the, the franchisee has become a franchisee because they want to make a sound financial investment. Yeah. They're not like, "Hey, I really feel so passionately about these forty-five minute workouts, and I want to run this place, and I want to build the tribe, and I want to be the lead and I want to have this impact." It's like. Yep, the model looks good. I think that if I go hard for a couple of years, I can get good return on that. Great, I'll pull the trigger. And it's not to throw shade on that because that's, that's also cool, right, if that's your intention. But if the intention is to create a place that you want to be at, I, th- I just I think it's a different thing.
1: Like money makes the world go around, I get that. But I know that that's not our, f- our biggest motivator. Like I know that. Like obviously we want it to, you know be viable and
0: profitable, and,
1: profitable. And, and I want to be able to get oysters and expensive tequila and you know <laughs> go on holidays and stuff but like realistically that I, I want to wake up every day and and go somewhere where I can bring my daughter, if if possible, and um and train with people and and just open the doors to my space, you know that. Uh, and then I invite the people in, and then we have a good time, and then we see each other again the next time, you know, like and that it's ours, and that we get to make all the decisions on that place. Like I just think I'll be I'll be free in a way. Like I'll just feel I'll have more control as far as um it'll sit with me like all my happiness and everything will sit with me and my daily actions you know where when you're employed then yeah you're just working for someone else and building their dream and ultimately everything falls with them as far as decisions and all that sort of stuff you know um like my current boss he's amazing and all of my opinions matter and he trusts me so much so it's not that I haven't had you know um creative license or anything like that but I do just want I'm at an age now where I'm like I just want to to have something that's my own and Luke's the same and we want to be a good role model for our daughter as well so she can see that you know if we do this that she can do it too um like my parents and Luke's parents in a way too it's you know you go and you go go to your job and you turn up and then you go home and then you do that for 40 50 years and that's it you know um and your opinion doesn't matter and you just are seen and not heard in a way so yeah we we're trying to break that model and and just um yeah it, it just it feels cool it feels cool to be and I guess that's the difference as well between your model and, and a, another sort of franchise is there's, it's this huge creative licence there as far as bringing our own flavour to it or our own ideas to it, you know, whilst staying within the lines, whatever they are. You've literally never put any sort of parameters on what we can do with the spaces so far anyway. Not really,
0: I'll show you some today. But, yeah, no, the, that <laughs> that's, that's always been a grey area for us, right? Mm. Keep it in line. Yeah. But... But also have your own bit of expression in there. Mm. It's a hard one to articulate, though I think we've done a pretty good job of it now. Okay yeah. well, you know let me let me spell it out, sure right so that because people listening are listening like, well, what the fuck does that mean, Joe?" Um, so the the training is eighty percent our methodology, and that means eighty percent of your weekly schedule is our core classes: strength and movement, lift, body weight, mm-hmm. right. We give you the programming for those classes for the first 12 months, and there'll be more available if you need it following. But the idea is that we teach you those, like we teach you how to program for those. We teach you the intention of those three unique programs, how they fit together, and then we teach you how to program, and then you build your own classes around that stuff. So the particular way you go about the body weight stuff might be different to to what, what you were doing with us in the first year. Right? yours might be more of a calisthenics thing or it might be more of a gymnastic strength training thing yeah. or maybe you're like you know what I'm really into pole at the moment and I want to bring in a bunch of pole conditioning like that all fits right in terms of body weight strength training mm-hmm. lifting could be barbell could be Olympic lifting could be powerlifting might be sandbags we're talking with the guys in Dublin and they're like hey different story now because they've the space that they were looking at didn't work out but they were looking at somewhere that was really small and they said we probably can't do barbell training in there because it takes up too much room but they're like, what about sandbags? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why not? So that's just a different expression of weightlifting, right? Yeah. So that's that side of things. So then it means you've got 20% of your weekly schedule can be your thing. You know, what is that? Is that like, I don't know, are you really into like breakdancing? You, do, you, do you want to have like some rock climbing shit going on in the gym? Do you, you know, is it, I don't know, is it a dance-based thing? Is it steel mace? Or perhaps is it not because steel mace is already in your lifting? Like... So there's, it, it can shift, right? It's not like, hey, everyone has to run this programming and every gym needs to look exactly the same. Yep. In terms of how the gym looks, yeah, the branding's got to be the same, right? So it's following the colors and the style and the logo and all that sort of stuff. Your website will kind of follow those, those styles. And then the fit out of the gym, that also follows a look. But the look is basic. It's like black rubber mats, black and white walls, form ply, recycled timber, no like like no shiny artificial stuff like mm-hmm. i mean the form ply is artificial on the outside but like no plastic shit no fucking mdf cabinetry mm. you know like it has the raw but clean sturdy look Yeah, plants are in there there's an acknowledgement to nature you know and so we you know we have ticket. Articul- those gotta have a big stereo mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to pump it all the time but it has to be <laughs> capable of going hard if you need to yeah 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 um so you know it can't be like a bluetooth piece right right. <laughs> like it's got to be like a Bluetooth uh, portable speaker it's got to be
1: have you seen that new UE boom though the big one I think it's called a mega boom
0: I can imagine it's pretty dope
1: it looks as big as like a Milwaukee like tradie holy shit but it booms yeah it booms dude like we, we used to have it on the beach workouts and it would like yeah it's awesome
0: I my cousin bought me a UE boom Bluetooth speaker that's like this big mm. uh, when I was running Jungle Brothers classes in the park in surrey Hills in like 2012. Mm. And I still carry that I still got that speaker. So good. It's fucking unbelievable. Still works every time. Yeah, they're good. But anyway, point being, right? Yeah. There are parameters there, but it's like you know, it's just we're not trying to we're not trying to create robots. You know, we're not trying to like create cookie-cut mold kind of gyms. But we do want a common thread and a, and a vibe and a feeling. Yeah. You know, and so we, I, I suppose there's a lot of learning to come for us in rolling, like, in not rolling out because that implies that it's like our thing, but in supporting these, this like next wave of ally gyms. Mm. We're going to learn a shitload in that process. And we're really kind of open in saying that, that it's like, hey, This stuff will evolve like our parameters they could change a little bit yeah true but it's only going to change in the best way because as we realize maybe stuff that we weren't considering or things that you know people that were really important to certain people that weren't important to us we need to come up with an answer for that yeah so you know it would have been easier in a sense to go it's franchise this is like this is the equation Mm. and you can't fuck with it and in a way that's simple because it's like great i'm just doing that but that wouldn't have been honest to who we are because we don't fuck with franchise stuff. Mm. I, I asked the guys at the information night I did the other day. I was like, we're talking about franchise. And I'm like, show of hands, who bought their coffee from a franchise cafe this morning? <laughs> right? And I'm like, no one puts their fucking hand up. Yeah. And I'm like, show of hands, who trains at a Globo gym? And a few people are like, yeah. And I'm like, keep your hand up if you openly talk shit about that place to your friends. And they're all like, mm. "Yeah, I talk shit about the fitness first I go to. Yeah, wow. I fucking hate it. Wow, you know? Or they're all the people at the front desk suck. They never make eye contact. Like, yeah. you know, you don't you don't respect the place. Mm. Um, going back to that like coffee thing, mm. the franchise thing is like <laughs> because most of us yeah. we value people who are having a go and putting some creativity and putting effort and trying to innovate and. Like, we value that. And you don't necessarily consciously make that decision when you're like, where am I going to buy my coffee today? But it's kind of why you don't go to Starbucks or why you don't go to... You know what I mean?
1: I just remember, like... Because I'm from a small town. When I go to the big cities, I like to do big city shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember I had no context to this place. I had no idea. I was like, okay, it's like a CrossFit box but different. And I met you and you're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just Googled where the closest Starbucks is. So I'm going to go to East Gardens right now. And you're like, what the fuck? Do you do you like Star- – you fully gave me like fucking pigeon eye. You were like, <laughs> fucking what? Like cocked your head. It's like, oh, you like Starbucks, do you? And I was like, oh, you know, I want to – do city stuff. While I was here. you're Like, oh, okay. And then by the that was on the Friday, and then by Sunday, I had a very clear order, like to. And I haven't. I've never ordered a Starbucks <laughs> since then, because <laughs> I know I'm like you're like no. We need to like. It's cool though, because that was that was what I needed. I wanted to like stop just doing whatever and and sort of like own every decision that I made. I got like a keep cup and shit. <laughs> so I used to go to the gym at five a.m. and make my own coffee in the gym in a takeaway cup. And drink that and then like throw that in the bin And I'd have two or three of those Uh, a day Okay. And so then after the course I was like Better get a cup So I got a cup And then I just drank out of that cup like the whole time So I don't know it's just funny Like (laughs) those little things rubbed off So when you talk about yeah big chain coffee I'm like no no Joey says I can't do that anymore You're like yeah we don't (laughs)
0: fuck with that For at least like the last few months
1: (laughs) I miss those vanilla drinks (laughs) But yeah no Don't get me wrong if I'm
0: in the States I'll still fuck with Starbucks Because it's the best coffee out there Yeah true unless you know whatever you had some special joint but but yeah like I you know I think there's a lot in that and I think that like like you are who we're trying to appeal to right Mm. you got this dream and this thing and you've been you've been talking about it with Luke for so long and it's like that's what we want like yeah that's you should be carrying the torch Mm. you know
1: yeah it's cool again like you said appealing to to me like I'm not from this space like I think that's really important and scary and interesting is that I'm not from the movement community I've don't. I've not got a background in movement like I just bailed on a movement program recently which I felt devastated about doing about Uh, bailing yeah why is that well I just felt really disappointed in myself you because know you
0: didn't see it through
1: didn't oh, I, like I did it up to the end of that first phase and then that was it I didn't keep going right um for me it was like an it was an online experience so I just didn't thrive under that like learning style um, and like every time I go down to Ballinor, I I love it because someone's touching me someone's you know advising me in person like that's not doesn't look great let's you know and they're helping me you know whereas online I felt like super isolated and stuff like that so so for me I, I'm excited about creating a space where people like me who are new to this you know environment can can have an awesome coach teach them in person something that they have never tried before you know whether it is handstands or ring work or any of that lever stuff um yeah so I'm I'm going to be all the other things, you know, the movement as far as, you know, the animal stuff and the groundwork and the and the lifting stuff. And then Luke's going to head the BJJ section of it. Um, but, yeah, like still looking for a movement coach, guys, downstairs. Call that. <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess that's the most interesting thing about this model and it is the most um, challenging thing is going to be – I'm not selling it, but introducing this style of training to this community in the Northern Rivers. Like, it's going to be different. Not what they're used to. They're used to, like, 75 different stations and and just fucking pure chaos, you know? If it doesn't feel dangerous and, like, I'm in a fucking war, like, it doesn't feel right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like survival mode when – yeah, anyway. So, to come into a gym where it's, like, you know, moderate as far as pace – but strong and a big focus on technique and this long journey towards different milestones like you don't get that you just don't get that in other training facilities so i'm really excited to to do that but it'll also again be a place that is for me like i'm going to go through a huge learning and physical ch- journey like having this facility and working with an awesome coach that's going to help me as well you know like after having Suki like she's two and a half now and I'm still on my comeback you know so um it's for me as well selfishly
0: but that's you know I think that I think that's that's the most like sort of real place to do it from right Mm -hmm. and I wasn't like when we started this thing I wasn't the movement guy right you know I mean I was compared to some but I didn't this, the work that I would do with, you know, the movement community, Edo Portal, traveling, online coaching, that didn't come until, you know, years, wow. a few years of, you know. So I brought – we brought some other stuff, but that mostly came from martial arts and, you know. And so I guess what I'm getting at is that it's unrealistic to think that anyone is going to have all of the skill sets mm. at the very beginning. And I think that what people – the people that you're coaching – would vibe with the most is when you are also on a journey of your own and then you are like hey this is where I'm at this is what my experience was let me pass that on to you I think that that's that's the coolest thing Mm. so I get it I get the concern but I also think you know you'll be fine yeah tell me what's the and that you may have already answered it but what's the biggest what's the most scary part of this this whole thing
1: um Yeah, just vulnerability in my own training, I would say. Like, you know, if we go back sort of three years, four years, five years, I was like in the best shape of my life. Like, why the fuck didn't I open a gym then, you know? Whereas now, yeah, there's like I said, I'm on my comeback journey. But at the same time... I've really come to realise in my time as a mum and being in the community that I am in that everyone, they're just normal people. They're generation, they're gen pop, you know. They're there, um, you know, looking to dip their toes in. And there will be some more experienced people, but the general population there will be starting out as well. And they'll be benefiting from the basics and they'll be, you know just trying to get their foot first pull up and all that sort of stuff as well. So I, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm at that point of acceptance where I'm just accepting the place that I'm at in a good way and I'm excited about it. Um, so that there's that. And there's also, you know, leaving behind what I've been creating or what I've been running for the last three years, leaving that behind – Um, That's obviously a little bit scary, but that's just a band-aid that I have to deal with. And again, this feels so right that I don't feel guilty about it anymore. I just feel like this is the most natural next step. So, and like, I don't know. What What are your concerns? What are your concerns about me and Luke opening up an Alliance gym in the Northern Rivers?
0: My concerns are not at all related to you guys. My concerns are about our ability to deliver on our promise. Okay, and I don't, I don't doubt that we'll do that. But that's just that's the, the level of kind of seriousness that I apply, you know, to what we're doing. Okay, because it's one thing for us to go, you know, we to to sell a membership to a coach uh, to a, a member in the gym and go, I can transform your life if you give me twelve months, mm. right? Like I'm really confident in that. Right, and. You know we do it we've done it for years and now that's now we're kind of saying now we're selling to hey like if you open a gym with us like you will build the gym of your dreams and it will be successful and you will have the space you've always wanted to create and it's like holy fucking shit it's such a big promise in a way right <laughs> you know so that's that's that would be where my concern lies yeah but it's the same thing where i used to i used to shit myself a little bit with what we're doing in the gym like mm-hmm. fuck does our programming work is this fight lift move thing actually even good mm. you know and and after enough time i know that it is so it's yeah i'm completely confident in that but it's um yeah that's the that's the the big idea right like doing the scary thing
1: i think like i think we communicate pretty well and i just want to keep that communication open i think that's just the biggest thing that we can do for each other because I think both of us are willing to put the effort in. Whatever the task is that's at our feet at the time, I'm sure we're not like, nah, I don't want to fucking do that. I'm going to do that shit for Joey. Like, I just think as long as we're constantly able to talk and, and text and email and, and, like, with tea as well, like, able to share our efforts, then, you know, like, let's fucking get this bread, you know? Man, let's do it. That's
0: <laughs> a, I, I strongly agree, like, the... It's the willingness mm. and the uh, – it's the, the discipline and the um, the consistency and just being motivated to do shit. Like, that is – that's the thing that's hard to find. And yeah. if both parties have that, then the thing gets done. Mm. You know, it is a great success. Because all the other shit you can figure out. Yeah. Right?
1: We're all, I mean, that, it's all self-taught in a way, right? you like, go, I don't know how to do that. So then you figure out how to do that. Or you find someone that can do that. You don't just – Go, oh mom. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I don't know. I I'm excited. It's cool. It's cool. You're gonna come and hang out.
0: Fucking a man. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I came and visited you guys when in Pottsville when I yep. went up to Ballina last. What was that? That was I don't know a few months ago.
1: Yeah, like something November December.
0: Oh, was that last year?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. God,
0: my fucking recollection of things. It is was so when T
1: had his accident
0: it was too
1: it was after his surgery and before the fire
0: yeah okay you're right it was yeah so it was last year yeah but yeah absolutely i'll come up there Mm. i'll come up and and you know whatever like whether it's helping with the setup or it's helping like get shit up and running once you once your doors are open maybe run a workshop like whatever like yeah i'll be down
1: come and get some more wagyu that was good wagyu right
0: oh that japanese place we went to was sick
1: it was so nice yeah Yeah. You
0: guys can take me there anytime. (laughs) (laughs) That was sick. That was in Pottsville. How far is Cabaretta Beach from Pottsville? Like 10 minutes. Okay, north.
1: Yeah, 10 minutes north, yeah.
0: So would you expect that you'd get people from like crossing the border to come to your gym? Um, Or is it kind of a bit of a
1: division? The thing about the Tweed Coast is people are driving up and down there for work anyway. So a lot of the time you can say they're coming home from work or they're on the way to work. So... Yeah, like from from Ballina all the way up to Tweed or Gold Coast. Even people are just driving up and down there all the time. So there's no, yeah, there's no. I think even T gets stuff. People traveling a lot of people traveling to his gym as well.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, so. yeah. People don't mind a drive up that way, huh? No, nah. a big drive. We don't mind a long drive in the city, but distance is a thing. Yeah, that's weird. People will happily sit in the car for forty five minutes right to get from i don't know the middle of like to get from bondi to wherever the fuck they're going for dinner that night because it's just traffic and shit yeah but when you when i tell people i live in the inner west they're like whoa how do you do (laughs) i'm like that's as long as it takes you to get to the cafe most days it's just that yeah i'm getting further for my time
1: well it's the same like i used to drive to ballin i used to work in ballin actually and that used to take me an hour but it's like i feel like it's like 70 k's or something like, it
0: was... Yeah, it's, yeah, when I was up there, you're yeah. covering a lot of ground. Yeah. But you're still just in the car for still, the same amount of time. Same
1: amount of time, yeah. So, and it's a nice drive. It is. It's super nice up Especially there. Especially
0: in that G-Wagon.
1: <sighs> Damn. Can you imagine?
0: I can. It's going to be so dope. You, that beanie, <laughs> quarter jumpsuit, absolutely I can. <laughs> Mate, thanks for coming on today. No
1: worries. Thank
0: you. It's a pleasure to catch up.
1: Yeah, same. We've
0: got some work to do now. <sighs> yeah. And we'll be hanging out again on Monday sick um, yeah cool for the listeners you can uh, follow along with the story we'll check back in I don't mm. know maybe in some, maybe once you've come up if this thing does go ahead yep, yep. when you come up for air in 12 months time
1: it's, I'm excited let's do it
0: fucking A <laughs> <laughs> guys thanks for listening Esther thanks for joining no worries I don't think I mentioned your name on the whole episode by the way there it is but I will say it in the intro okay cool yep. thanks. cheers bye thanks guys